Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're going to wrap up this week talking about the four restrainers that God has given to us to restrain the wickedness of the human heart. That's a... That's kind of a shocking line first thing in the morning or here today whenever you're listening to this. But it's it's a truth that Scripture reveals that the actual condition of the fallen human heart and our capacity, the vulnerability that we have to be easily deceived, just like Adam and Eve were deceived in the garden. So if you didn't have a chance to tune in the program this week, I'd encourage you to uh, go to our website at, and you can listen to the programs or Download the Renewal Ministries app. You can listen to them at any point. Friends, the time we're living in is so serious, and clearly the spiritual conflict is increasing, and it's going to get worse for a time. It it just is. And I would say if these programs, uh, you know, Fire on the Earth or Sister Anne's programs, Food for the Journey, Renewal Ministries, uh, YouTube channel, whatever, if these things we're doing are helpful, if you find truth in it, if you find encouragement, you find strength in it, I'd ask you to prayerfully consider joining the mission and spreading this word as far and wide as you can. People need this light. It's not that Peter Herbeck or Sister Anne are so so amazingly enlightened themselves. We're just bringing to you the truth of God's word and the truth of you know the saints, what they taught, and the life that's there. We need now the light that comes from Christ that's now that's radiated through the church, through the lives of the saints, through its authentic teachings and the like. So join us and consider supporting us if you can. You can go to our website at renewalministries.net. Uh, support us financially as well, too. There's a do- donation button there. Every, every little bit helps. Thank you and your prayers. Here's what I really would ask is if you can remember us daily in our prayer in your prayers. Uh, for the whole Renewal Ministries team, that we could walk in light and truth and goodness and and just do what God wants us to do. God ideas, not just good ideas. But just to review, we the whole theme this week was talking about the restrainers that God himself has given us to restrain the deception that's in the human heart and our vulnerability and capacity to be led astray. The battle's there. The devil's working just like he did on Adam and Eve. He's working on every single person to deceive, to seduce, to trap, to enslave, so that we die separated from God. That's the ultimate goal of the devil. And the ultimate goal of the Lord and the church is that everybody come into the full freedom of the sons and daughters of God and die in God's favor, be united to him, and be able to enter into his glory forever. That's that's what matters on the earth. And friends, it's more important than all the biggest stuff that's happening on the earth. It's more important than the wars that are going on. It's more important than the environmental issues that are going on. It's more important than the educational problems that are happening in our institutions. And uh, the battle with all that stuff doesn't mean those things don't matter according to our state in life, according to our calling, our expertise, whatever. We're meant to be involved in those things in a significant way in right order. But nothing's bigger than the eternal destiny of human beings. Nothing. That's why God came. Jesus didn't come to save the environment. Jesus didn't come to fix Wall Street's problems or to promote governments in perpetuity or something like that. He came to reveal what is most important. And we have to have the lights on in our hearts and minds. And the restrainers that God gives us 
we've said the conscience, that's the internal voice of God leading us to do good and avoid evil. You know, don't go there, go there. That voice in us that calls us back and pushes us back when, when we start opening our hearts toward evil. And then if we fall, which I've known many, many times in my life, unfortunately, the, the voice of conscience, you know, saying, causing me to feel guilty. That's a good thing to feel guilty and to say, I, I was guilty for what I did. And so I need to repair it. I need to repent and you get sacramental help and keep going. I mean, no, the Lord's in our corner and conscience isn't a voice of condemnation. It's a voice to awaken us to what is good and what is evil. Keep us on the right path. And then the second one was family, the parental authority and recognizing that we said both there's a battle going on against conscience. You know, you can, you can sear conscience. You can destroy conscience by falsely teaching like what's happening in a lot of schools today around our country where darkness is communicated as light and the things of God are being radically rejected in some very important areas of life. Uh, and they're called evil. And so young people and their conscience can be deformed, malformed, and it's going to have profound impacts on what they see as good, what they call good. And, and a healthy conscience calls good what God calls good and responds to the voice of God. And so family is the same thing. It's, it's radically being deconstructed. And the devil's so smart. I mean, he's clever. And you see all the things that are, that are deconstructing the family. The family's now the enemy or obstacle of every new, you know, self-design that human beings want to come up with about the meaning of male, female, the meaning of human sexuality, all these kinds of things that are in play every day. And we bought a lie. We're buying a lie that now it's the, it's the sumum bonum in America. What the definition of happiness is, is not being right correspondence to reality, but it's the obliteration of reality in the name of designing our own personal happiness, no matter what it is. We are the generators, we're the generators of our own meaning, our own being, and a lot of very powerful, influential people in the United States no longer believe in God, that God exists. We're just matter in motion, and any kind of religious talk, religious commandments, God is an imposition on my freedom, which is the only thing I have for me to be happy, and my own reality is what makes me happy, period, period, period. So that's that's what's going on, and that attack is coming against the family. Fam- the family is being attacked, friends, because God created it. And family's the place where human beings meet God. Family's the place where they learn love. They learn the meaning of love, of sacrifice and self-donation, where they learn forgiveness, where they learn community. All of that. That's, that's God. That's what God created. God created two things. Institute. I mean, besides individual people in terms of institutions, family and church. And this is why the devil's going after him. He does not want, he wants total direct access to children. And unfortunately, there's lots of kids who are in single parent homes or in homes where parents spiritually are asleep and their kids have telephones in their own bedrooms at a very young age, and they are being formed, and we see it in the streets of our cities, we see it in the disorder and the chaos. 
this restraint of family is so seriously broken down and our civilization doesn't have any hope if the family continues to be broken down. Zero. No political party can do anything about what is unfolding and will continue to unfold if deep repentance and change in defending family and defending life, human life doesn't become front and center for the government. For the government in particular, because the government's undermining the family all the time. So the government is a third restrainer and it's the sword, you know, it's the, you know, what does Peter or uh, Romans say? Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God, and those authorities that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists God, what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Now, sometimes governments go corrupt, and they're fundamentally unjust, and we don't have to yield to an unjust law, right, or conform to wickedness. We don't have to do it. We have a responsibility, especially in democracies, to stand up and call a spade a spade. The fourth restrainer, the restrainer against evil that protects human hearts, is the church. It's the people of God. The weapon, the fundamental weapon, as St. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, is the word of God, is the Bible, is the teaching of Christ and the teaching of the church throughout 2,000 years. Scripture and tradition together under the discernment of the magisterium of the church. But the word of God is first. It is first. All of Catholic theology flows from what God has revealed about himself to us and about the human condition. Now, it's interesting, just like the other restrainers, this restrainer is constantly under attack. And even within the church itself, even by highfalutin scholars who have, you know, big degrees. I remember when I was in the seminary years ago, back in the 80s even, I had one professor, priest, who said Jesus never bodily rose from the dead. And he and I knocked horns, you know, knocked heads. And so like, why are we even here? Jesus didn't rise from the dead. And what are you saying? He said, well, he rose, he rose in the minds and the hearts of the apostles. Like he was so present to them internally. I said, there's no reason for us to be here. You know, St. Paul said, if Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead, then we're still dead in our sins. So he said, go eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow you're going to die, and you'll come under judgment. I thought, okay. I mean, if if you were right, Father, that's what I should be doing. Why, why should I even be here? I had another another priest, professor, say that the devil's not real. It's happening today. Again, other people, no, it's not real. It's just that it's sort of a name. It's a construct, something we have to name the bad stuff that's somehow in the world instead of saying there's an actual devil and demons and the rest of it, you know. Had another, ironically, in a training a retreat, had another priest stand up and say that teaching on human sexuality in the Catholic Church is deformed, and it's been deformed because of St. Augustine, who had never resolved his own conflicts before that with sexuality, that his behavior before he converted and I mean, I could go on and on. And uh, St. John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI and others clarified a lot of that stuff again and strengthened, but it's all kind of resurfacing again today in many, many places in the church. And uh, people want the, you know, scripture passages to be changed or ignored or totally reinterpreted. 
better way to put it, or the catechism itself to be changed. Scripture is really critical for the church to be healthy. And, you know, the Vatican Council was very clear. The church always understood it. The Word of God, the Bible, is the author of the Bible, is God, the Holy Spirit. And God has given us everything there we need with absolute certainty about the road to salvation, who he is, who we are, what we're called to be, what sin is, what what we need to avoid, what we need to say yes to, the beautiful saving plan of Jesus, the power of God's mercy, the reality of God's judgments, the kindness and severity of God, all that stuff is in there and it's critical. But friends, I'm telling you, it's being undermined every single day. And it's being undermined by the same powers that are undermining the spiritual root of it, whether people believe it or not, or whether they think that's what is moving them or not, is it's the same thing that's undermining governments. It's the same thing that's undermining family. It's the same thing that's undermining conscience. And if you ask, you know, what can I do in the battle that we're facing? I feel powerless. Well, here, strengthen all four restraints. Conscience. Study about it. what does it mean, Lord? How do, what does it mean for me to inform my conscience? Inform it with the Word of God. Inform it with the Catechism. Talk to friends about it. You know, share where is your conscience running, going astray? Strengthen family life. Battle for family. You know, hold government accountable to the degree that you can. If God calls you, you know, enter government. And finally, take up the Word of God and believe it with all your heart. God bless you, friends. Have a great week. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.